0: In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. The first three verses of the Bible contain such a powerful revelation, yet this has been one of the most problematic parts for the people from Adam to Israel, to the church of today to grasp the perfect, complete divine power. The completeness of his divine power is summarized in one of the first actions of God recorded in the Bible. The power of the first and the last, the beginning and the end summarized in three short verses, his word and his voice. Put on your scuba gear, y'all, because we're about to dive deep. My name is Amani Akins, and this is the Deeper Waters podcast by Piscata's Rose. Jesus is the word, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We must grasp this. Jesus is. Is the fullness of the Godhead bodily, yet he is the word, the spoken word, the voice embodied and wrapped in flesh. He's the same God that he's always been. So now that we have this understanding, hold on to that. The first verse I want to read to you is 1 Kings chapter 19. This is dealing with Elijah, and he had just called fire down from heaven and prayed for rain, and the abundance of rain came. And right after all this miraculous things that he just performed, this happens. And starting with verse 1 of chapter 19, And Ahab told Jezebel all Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them, by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he rose and went for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servants there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him, and said unto him, Arise, and eat, and he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruise a bottle of water at his head and he did eat and drink and lay down again and the angel of the Lord came the second time and touched him and said arise and eat for the journey is too great for thee let's stop right there and just acknowledge the fact that we could get tired after working for God but God still provided for him and Just how amazing it is. This angel gave him food and water twice. This man was really tired and beat up and discouraged. You can get discouraged working for God, even after doing powerful things. But we need to see what the real focus is. It's not always about those powerful moments, as we're about to find out. So picking up in verse eight. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat, 40 days and 40 nights into Horeb, the mount of God. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Notice the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth, and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. Pay attention to this part. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains, and brake in pieces the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out, and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him, and said, what dost thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant and thrown down thine altars, and have slain thy prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said unto him, Go and return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. I, I love this part, because it totally looks like God is disregarding what he His whole situation here. And he's not. But let us continue. And the Lord said unto him. Go and return into thy way. In the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest. Anoint Hazel. 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 Hazel, To be king over Syria. And Jehu the son of Nimshi. That shalt thou anoint. To be king over Israel. And Elisha the son of Shaphat. Of Abel-Meholah, thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy room, in thy place. And in and it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazel, Hazel, Hazel shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me seven thousand in Israel. All knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed them. So we see here already that God did not disregard his concern. But in fact, he was wrong. There were 7,000 in Israel who had not bowed. There are still people who served God, even though it didn't look like it. And the judgment was coming. He was going to anoint the ones that were going to take care of those that did not follow after him, and in fact were causing the persecution. So it seemed like God was disregarding, but actually he was very well aware of the issues. The rest of this chapter, he goes ahead and starts obeying that word of the Lord. But there's such a powerful thing that I noticed as I was reading this this morning. I read about the whole story of Elijah that is contained. Well, really, I read the whole story of Elijah up until the point where Elisha became the prophet in his stead. But... In this chapter, it it really just stood out to me today. God, he caused the wonders, but he wasn't in the wonder. He was in his voice. Have we forsaken our first love? We must not forget to keep the main thing, the main thing. God is his voice. God wants you to hear him. God just wants you to hear him to listen to him, to fear him in the past year. I've personally become a little bit conflicted with songs that worship God solely for his miracles, calling him a God of miracles. I'm not saying that it's not that he's not a God of miracles and it's not that he's not able to do miracles, but as you read the Bible, you find that he never really wanted to be known for his miracles, for his signs or for his wonders. In fact, this can actually become a distraction to what he really wants us to hear and to pay attention to, his voice. The miracles are just a product of his voice, but yet so many times that product can distract us from what he really wants us to hear, his voice. The only problem God ever had is with those that did not obey his voice. To those who didn't hear him, Or that didn't listen to him. That's all he ever wanted to do was to be heard and for you to actually listen to him. Not just hear hear him, but to listen to his voice. So we're going to further elaborate on this point by going and starting at Matthew chapter 12. And we'll be reading verses 31 through 45. So starting at verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. What a scary thing. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruits. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, we talked about getting the heart right, the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An wicked an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and, behold, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation, and shall condemn it for she came forth from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of solomon and behold a greater than solomon is here when an unclean spirit is gone out of a man he walketh through the dry places seeking rest and findeth none then saith he i will return unto into my house from whence i came out and when he is come he findeth it empty and swept and garnished then Goeth he, and taketh himself seven of his spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be to this wicked generation. We see the effects of seeking and speaking the wrong things. This leads even to the demonic endings. I think it's actually interesting that it says seven spirits enter into the man from before. Because as I've read through Proverbs, i told you from this last episode that I encourage you guys to read Proverbs daily, if not multiple chapters of Proverbs daily, but it talks about seven abominations within a man's heart that is a wicked man. And I think this kind of goes right along with the spirits that are right here, but we're going to continue to build on this concept of this wicked and adulterous generation. So to go back on back, back to back with this passage to build this concept that we're going to go right to Matthew chapter 16. And starting with verse one, it says the Pharisees, also with the Sadducees, came and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said unto them, It when it is evening, ye say it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning it will be foul weather today. For the sky is red and lowering, or otherwise threatening, O oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but ye cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, but there shall be no sign given unto thee but the sign of Jonah, the prophet Jonah, and he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which, when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember, the five loaves, the five thousands, how many baskets ye took up? neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up. How is it that ye did not understand that I spake not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then they understood how that he bade them not to beware the leaven of the bread, not to beware the leaven of bread, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom ye say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, Blessed be thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven then he charges his disciples that he should tell no man they should tell no man that he was jesus christ from that time forth jesus began to show unto his disciples how he must go into jerusalem and suffer many days so this is the sign of Jodah that he was talking about um that he'll die and that he'll rise again in the third day so from that time forth jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go into jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and of the chief priests and of the scribes to be killed and to be raised again on the third day then peter took him and began to rebuke him he had some nerve to rebuke jesus saying be far from thee lord this shall not be unto thee but he turned and said unto peter get thee behind me satan Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and follow me, and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what a man profiteth if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul. For the Son of Man shall come in glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his words. Verily I say unto you, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in the glory of his kingdom. So we see right here a couple of different things. First of all, we see once again the wicked and adulterous generation, and the only sign that they were going to get is Jesus' death, burial, own resurrection. We also see that Simon quickly went from being hearing from God to being called Satan in opposition to God. You got to be careful to not challenge God in what he said he is going to do. Another parallel is in Mark chapter 8, and I won't read the whole chapter, but after this, at the same time after he rebukes uh, Peter for and said he was like Satan, or he called him Satan, uh, in verse 34 of chapter 8 of Mark it says, And when he had called the, the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, and for the gospels the same shall save it. For what shall profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for a soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh into glory of his father and with the holy angels the hosts of heaven so if any man deny deny me who is me this is jesus this is the word this is god but jesus is the word he's the word become flesh so what happens when you deny the word well we already see he denied some peter denied some of the words that jesus said and he was called satan immediately you immediately become an adversary of god this is what happens if you deny the world as well what he said right here that if you are ashamed of god in this wicked and adulterous generation that only wants to see signs and wonders then god will be ashamed of you when he comes back this is what happens when you deny the word this was a specific instruction to the disciples not to deny the word, but to deny themselves and to take up the cross and to follow him. That's what it means to be a disciple, to be a follower, to be a learner. Now let's look at this wicked and adulterous generation. There are two qualities that we can notice here. For one, they seek a sign. But two, if you're a part of it as well and you're not following after God, they are ashamed of God's word and they don't actually obey the word of God. This is what happens when you have the leaven of the Pharisees, when you allow it to get into you and flood your mind, to seek a sign and not his voice. Now, there's a miracle that did actually take place in between the time that the Pharisees came to him and he told them not to have the leaven of the Pharisees and when Peter made the confession and was also rebuked at the same time. In between these two events, there is a miracle that did take place in Mark chapter 8. So verses 22 through 26 record this miracle. And he cometh to Bethsaida, Jesus, and they bringing a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and he put his hands upon him, and asked them if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking after that. He put his hands upon his eyes again and made him look up and he was restored and saw clearly saw every man clearly. And he sent away him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell it any to anyone in the town. So right here we see a very symbolic miracle that happens in between these two events. Jesus addressed both the spiritual eyes and even spiritually our ears in this whole passage of Mark chapter 8, which is a parallel to the chapter we read in Matthew chapter 16. For one, in the miracle that we saw in between here, there spit from his mouth that opened the eyes of the man. His eyes were first opened spiritually to see the spirits of men and the fruits of their trees, which we will elaborate on that spiritual eye opening to see people as trees in another episode. But then he opened them physically. I think it was very interesting the way that this happened, because when you read Proverbs, it talks about how a wise man can receive a rebuke and a reproof, but a fool cannot. This is almost symbolic of the revelation of what happens from what proceeds from the mouth of God. It may not always be something we want to hear. It may be something that is completely contrary to what we want to hear. And even something that may feel like obviously a rebuke or even like, I don't want to do that. That's like disrespectful almost it feels like. But if you're able to receive reproof, if you're able to receive rebuke, then you will be able to learn and you will get revelation. Revelation means revealing. You will be able to see his eyes were opened spiritually when that happened. Furthermore, we can see that when G- Peter was called Satan for opposing the spoken word of God, you can instantly become wicked when you oppose his voice. So we need to make sure that we are able to receive everything that is proceeded from the mouth of God, whether it be rebuke or whether it be a blessing, whether it be commandment, anything we have to have our ears open. And when our ears are open and we're able to receive anything that comes out of his mouth, we can also have our eyes open and receive revelation and deliverance from spiritual blindness. This is the love of the Lord. To hear him, that's what he wants. That's all he ever wanted was to be heard. To for you, for you to hear him and for you to also obey him. Revelation chapter two verses one through seven is one of the letters written to the church in Ephesus. I know one episode. I think I accidentally confused them for Laodicea, but this is unto the church of Ephesus. So starting with verse one, it says unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, that thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and hast tried them, which say that art they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne, and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat aught against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove the candlestick out of this his place, except thou repent. But thou hast, and thou hast hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that hath an ear, Let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches. He says this in all the letters and to him that overcometh, I will give him to eat the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now, right here we see another parallel parallel with the tree, the image of a tree. And we will dive, like I said, deeper into that in another episode, talking about the tree of life, the tree of God, and also how we are almost made in that same image and the different fruits that we produce but the premise that i want to really focus on is that first love this is the first love as we know you should know what is love obedience first john fifteen fourteen, fourteen fifteen, first 14 uh, 14 15 the not first john john 15 14 14 15 and first john all record what it means to love god to obey the word of god the voice of God, the written word of God, all of that. Without this first love, your works are worthless and you are bound to be deceived. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks first the signs and not first his word or his will. I also love what it said here about trying those who say they are apostles and are not. I don't know if you've noticed, especially during 2020 and COVID and all that stuff the rise. I mean, they were already there, but just that overwhelming rise of apostles and prophets recently. Those who do wonderful works yet don't obey the Lord and expect to go to heaven. No, sir. No, ma'am. This is not going to work out. You may do all this works. You may do all sorts of things in the name of Jesus healing some powerful work but without holiness without that devotion without the fear without that love of God to just simply obey him in the little things I don't care what miracles you do I don't care how many demons you cast out I don't care what you do in Jesus name it's not going to matter because he's still going to say depart from me because you need to do his will and hear his voice In the last days, we are going to see a continuing of the rise of these false prophets and these false people who do not serve the God or follow his voice. Matthew 24 and 24 says, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets who shall show thee great signs and wonders, insomuch if it were possible that they should deceive the very elect mark thirteen twenty two says something similar for false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shew great signs and wonders to seduce if it were possible even the very elect and this is the end of those prophets. so in revelation nineteen and twenty we see what happens to the greatest false prophet of them all at the end times that is yet to come and reveal himself, and the beast was taken. And with him, the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, and he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and those that worshiped his image and those that were cast alive into the lake of fire. And these both were cast alive into the lake of fire with burning and brimstone. So we see here that people in the last days are going to be deceived by signs and wonders. Now, our God is very capable of healing. He's very capable of doing all sorts of signs and wonders. However, we should not be shocked by this or caught in awe of this. We should not even seek it because these signs shall follow. We should not even seek the sign. What we should be seeking is his voice because if you're only seeking the sign, You're going to be deceived by some Satanist or some person that is a false Christian, a new age Christian who is using Christian needs to get you to do satanic stuff. And if you're not obeying the word of the Lord or don't know the word of the Lord and don't know how to properly love the Lord, you're going to be deceived and maybe even deceived into taking the mark of the beast. So let's counter this chapter by reading on this next chapter. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not so soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for That day shall not come except there be some, there come a falling away first. Notice there's going to be a great falling away. I know we want to see revival, but in reality, there is still going to be a great falling away that is going to happen. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all, that is called God. And or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in this time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let, and he will be taken out of the way. And then that wicked one shall be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. Notice with his mouth. And he shall destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Even him who is coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they received not the love. (laughs) Notice love. Love, love, love. It is actually very important if you got the proper love. The love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. That they should believe a lie. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth. But have pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught whether by word, once again, or our epistle, so written word or spoken word. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself, and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts, and establish you in every good word and work. So right here, we see... That we must follow the Word and not the signs. Follow what was already taught in the Bible and even what is spoken along the lines of the Bible in a full alignment with the Word and not random signs. Even if it's something powerful and amazing, if you follow signs, you will be deceived, you will be given into strong delusion, and you will not make it to the end. For if we fully follow the words, the signs will follow. This is a promise in March 16 and 14 through 20. If we follow the word, the signs will follow. So we don't have to look for them because if we follow his word, his voice, the voice, the same voice that said, let there be light. If we let him be the light of our lives. And we listen to his voice, then we will see these signs. march chapter 16, verse 14 through 20. Starting with verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized, he must be baptized, shall be saved. But he that believeth not, shall be damned and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak in, with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so then after the lord had spoken unto them he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of god and they went forth and preached everywhere and the lord working with them confirming the word with signs following amen they followed the spoken word and the written word why does the New Testament say so much about everyone who hath an ear let him hear everyone that hath an ear let him hear Jesus said it so much in the Gospels and in Revelation everyone that hath an ear let him hear please don't look first, but walk by faith and hear. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word, the voice of God. He is not simply the God of miracles, but he's the Lord of hosts. He is the God who speaks and the hosts must listen. I love, I listened to one of Bishop Mark Morgan's. Sermons recently, and he described it this way the host is more than the heavens. Now, there is a heavenly host, and that's usually what we think of. But let's look at Genesis 2 and 1. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. That includes the fowls, that includes the fish, that includes the bugs, that includes every mammal, that includes all of humanity all life is in the hosts He is the lord of all creation the same lord of the harvest is the same lord of the laborers he is lord over all he's the one that speaks and he's the one that commands he's the one that created and he's the one that leads and guides and programmed us and programmed those things that have life he will lead and guide everyone into truth who is willing Now, we have a free will, but everything else that is submitted to him, and even some things that are not submitted, God has a way of getting them to do his will. So, to close out on a passage, I want to read to you Psalm 115, and it says the following. Not unto us, O Lord. Not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in heaven, in the heavens, and he doth done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold and their work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. They have feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They may they that make them are like unto them, so you are going to be likened to your idols and to the vanities that you have in your life. The vanities that you have in your life, that is another form of an idol, and those things that's what you're going to become. So is everyone that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord. We just talked about the fear of the Lord this last episode. Trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both great and small. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord. Neither any that go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. You see, the importance of praise and the importance of prayer is that communication with God. But we need not to only speak to God, but to remember what he's spoken to us first with his logos word, the word that is written in the next by the rhema word, the word that he wants to speak into you, but he's not, you're not going to hear that much from him. If you're not even willing to read and to see if you don't read, you won't even really be able to discern what is his word. Now I'm not saying God can't speak to you if you never read the Bible, but how else are you going to know the, what type of spirit to test it by other than the word? And, this is just what God wants for you to listen to him. We don't serve any idols or we shouldn't be. Because if you serve an idol, you may be wondering why you feel like you're idol yourself. Not able to move, not able to speak, and not able to get things done. It's because of the vanities in your life, the idols that you have in your life. But we have a God that we trust in that speaks. A God who speaks. A God that's Lord of all creation and Lord of the hosts. Just Listen to him. He is the God who speaks. He is the word. Jesus. The only name that he gave us under heaven in the English language is Jesus. Now, in Revelation, it talks about a man that no man knoweth. But it also talks about how we all will be given a name that no man knoweth. And angels have names that no man knoweth. Many angels do not prefer to reveal their name, but the revealed name of God for us under heaven, whereby we may be saved in the English language is Jesus. And he is the word and he's the one that speaks to us today. And he's the one that gave us this word. This word is all the scriptures profitable to us because it's him. He is the word and he still speaks to us today. So listen, my people, if you have an ear hear. Do not seek a sign because I promise when you listen to him and you fully submit yourself in the fear of the Lord and the love of the Lord, you're going to see the signs follow. You're not even going to have to glorify that. I know it's hard because you don't see as much as you would like to. It still happens today. And I've seen it and I've heard of it, but we can definitely have a lot more if everybody would submit. I'm still learning to fully submit, so I'm not, don't stand it from a perfect place, but we must submit, listen, my people. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for all that you provided for us. I thank you for creation, creating the whole world and everything in it, and the heavens and everything in that. And I thank you, Lord, for giving us a free will to choose. I pray that you would lead us and soften our hearts so that we may make the right choice and that our souls would be after you, to remove all the idolatry and the vanities of our life, and to put all of our trust in you and the fear and the love of you, Lord, to follow wholly after you. May everyone that hath an ear, let them hear, Lord. Give us the ears of the learned, the mouth of the learned. And to follow after you may you be the light of our eyes as you said let there be light let us trust you to be the light of our paths the light of our eyes the light of our mind the light of our spirits lead us and guide us lord oh prepare us in the ways and the plans that you have for us today let us not be deceived and to follow after signs and wonders but let us fear you and walk in the fear of you so that the signs and wonders may follow those that believe and are wholeheartedly completely and have decided to follow after you if there's anything that is in the way of us fully walking in your will and in our the power that you've given us lord teach us show us reveal us anything that we must remove or add into our life and help us to walk in that discipline to fully follow after you to fully learn your ways as disciples of destiny and i pray lord that we will just continue to hear your voice, to pay attention to your voice, and nothing else. For we know when we listen to your voice, that things will be created. We know that when you speak, things do not return void. But everything that you speak will come to pass. So we want to hear your voice. We want to keep hearing you speak. We're not worried about the byproduct. We want you. In Jesus' name, we praise you. We thank you. All glory, all honor, and all praise be unto your name, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. We need to keep being disciples of destiny. We learned about walking in the fear of the Lord. We need that as we walk in the into our houses alone, as we go out of our house, when we go to workplaces, when we go to school, when we go to even church. We need to walk in the fear of the Lord but we not need not to just fear the lord but we need to hear we need to pay attention to his voice and not be so caught up in the signs and the things that we could see that we no longer operate out of faith but when we seek first the kingdom and the words of the king then we will see those signs follow these signs will follow them that believe so let us walk in that belief let us walk with the understanding The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of what is holy understanding. So let us not be ignorant anymore. Let us continue to seek in his word to get our face into the book and into the scriptures. And let the law of the Lord convert our souls. So, this is one of the shorter episodes, surprisingly. I thought it would be a lot longer than that. But, I'm glad. And I encourage you guys to obey the voice of the Lord. To operate out of the fear of the Lord and to fully submit yourself to read more than usual to pray more than usual and he will guide you the voice of the Lord will guide you on as you get guided Elijah this is the person you need to pray for this is what's gonna happen he's gonna give you every step of the way that you need for your ministry and as you try to go and create new disciples we need to be disciples ourselves before we teach others to be disciples so this season has been focusing not just on the reaching out part but also on the introspective part not in selfishness but in perfecting in love so god bless you may grace be multiplied unto you and that you would just continue to grow in grace and to grow in the spirit and we will have you next time on the podcast and don't forget to leave a review but until next time Thank you for listening, and God bless you in Jesus' name.